0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, sometimes in Johannesburg, always from and Securities, but at the moment in Boston, Massachusetts, the United States of America. How's it over there, David? Getting a bit chilly, is it? A bit of an autumnal chill? Yeah,
1: winter's starting to come in now. You still get some good days, but... uh, I don't know what 47 degrees Fahrenheit is, but that's where mm-hmm. we are. Oh, that's quite and cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's it, it about is. 12 degrees, yeah. isn't it? 12, yeah. 13? Uh, yeah, something uh, like that. And, and, and uh, you know, psychologically, I'm attuned for summer. You know, it's now uh, October. Mm. It should be 28 degrees centigrade or 30 degrees. You know, so, so, yeah. And you, you, Lindsay, you know, we haven't got the right clothing in South Africa. You can come across with a Woolworth sweater or something like <laughs> that. not good enough. So yeah. I I, used to, I had to go and buy a puff jacket yesterday because it's been so cold outside. you know. So I'm off to watch my grandson play uh, football or yes. soccer. soccer. And um, I have to um, – you know, I can't stand outside with just a sweater on. So where did you so go? Did you go to, to Gap?
0: Where did you buy it? You're, you're, this you're, one, you'll puff a jacket or whatever it is.
1: This one was bought at Lululemon. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah. So, but it's, it's you. You can't stint on these things. You've got to buy the real thing, otherwise you freeze. You know? <laughs> so it's an investment very good it's an investment in your health yeah <laughs> excellent
0: okay uh, the markets today after you know we we, we exchanged messages over the weekend and I just as I said on, on Friday night my time and late afternoon your time this selling is relentless because the Dow and the S&P and the Nasdaq all got whacked they've bounced back beautifully today what is the reason for today's bounce back before we get into the nitty gritty I, I think the markets
1: are oversold right in other words they pushed them down too far too fast, and there's always some kind of bounce after that. The short sellers say, okay, let's take a bit of profit, start buying in. There's also concerns creeping in um, that that maybe the Fed pushing its policy um, together with all of the other central bankers around the world doing the same thing. There's concerns that this might lead to trouble and, and the desired effect or, or you know, their, their, their aims might not be met. They might not really achieve what they're setting out. They might achieve really sending the global um, economy into a deeper much deeper recession than anybody figured out. So I think there's there are worries that, and uh, although the Fed, got, you know, even Lael Brain, Brainard, who came back, she she made some kind of statement that we've got to monitor things, and then she quickly went and said, okay, but you know, we're still going to do this, and we're still going kind to of pushing uh, Jerome Powell's view, uh, message. But I think deep down there are concerns that hold on a sec, you know, I don't know if we thought this one through. And we might have to just take our, our foot off the accelerator a little bit. So I think the market gets wind of that. Lindsay, which, whichever way it is, it's going to take some time for this to all play out. And I think, you know, we're still in for a lot of volatility. Um, so, that, you know, markets are dangerous. at the but By dangerous, I mean they, they're hard to read. And for that reason, one's got to be cautious and don't be too quick to jump in.
0: No. I was bemoaning the lack of leadership from presidents and prime ministers and central bankers uh, last week with you. And I, I just look at the shambles that is the United Kingdom, the, the place of yeah. my birth. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, it, it, was, it was only 10 days ago that they unveiled this, uh, we're going to scrap the 45 pence in the pound uh, tax for the rich, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to unveil this huge, huge package which is going to cost tens and tens of billions of pounds uh, for future generations to to pay off. And then yesterday morning, there's a, there's a very good uh, political program on the, on, on the BBC, on BBC One, and um, Liz Truss was on there, the new Prime Minister, and she said, no, we're sticking to our guns, this is the right path. And then this morning, she says, "No, we're scrapping that now." And uh, Kwasi Kwarteng, the 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 new Chancellor of the Exchequer, said, "Yeah, well, it was um, it was a distraction." He said. He said the word this word. He he didn't he didn't say it was a mistake. He said the forty-five pence tax um, scrapping was. A Distraction, and I said, No, it wasn't a distraction. Yeah. I was saying to myself, mm-hmm. I was furious, it wasn't a distraction, it was a stupidly thought out, hastily convened decision, mm-hmm. and it was a mistake, not a distraction, yeah. Mr. Chancellor of the Exchequer. Yeah. But you, what is it telling it's, you? It's, it's it just tells you they don't know what they're doing, they're exactly. both inexperienced. He was yes. a very good yeah. business yeah. secretary, yeah. Um, but he's yeah. completely yeah. out of his depth as a chancellor, yeah. very well yeah. educated man, but he doesn't know what he's doing. And, and as for Liz Truss. No, I'm sorry. She was the one that... She was the one yeah. that uh, wanted the royalty abolished when she was at Oxford um, and and stood up in front of the Oxford University uh, Union and was, was banging a fist on the table saying, we've had enough of the royalty. And there she is at Balmoral accepting the <laughs> accepting the, the, the Queen's uh, felicitations for, a, for t- 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 to form a new government. She's a, she's a two-face. I'm sorry. I have to say so she doesn't know where she is. And the new chancellor nah, doesn't nah, know what he's doing. Nah. Anyway, I've had my nah, rant
1: now. Nah. But no, you- but but you're dead right. I mm. think all you're doing is expressing mm. what's happening in the global economy at the moment. Mm. I mean, these are people in charge of Britain. Yep. I, this is not this is not some municipality stuck away in in South Africa in uh, I don't know in the Karoo or something. <laughs> you know, these are people running the UK economy or the UK, you know, um, not economy, not only that, but politically as well, mm. the whole of the UK. And, and, and they're just firing shots and say, okay, let's pull this lever now. It didn't work. People don't like it. Let's let's go back. You can't do that. Of course you can't. And I'm worried in another way that I don't think the, the Fed or other central bankers are far off as well. I don't think there's a lot of thought put to, uh, you know, uh, to what they're doing and that's what the markets that's why the markets remain incredibly volatile and i think that could be one of the reasons the fact that they backtracking um you know could be one of the reasons that perhaps we're seeing this this bounce today and yes. uh and just hope that it lasts you so know that, that there's something to base to base it on um you need confidence you don't want you know you don't want you know, you don't want marks to go back with. But I mean, I just think that you've got to give it a lot more time and say, okay, let's see whether this can stick. You know, before you 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 believe that there's a a, a new bull market in 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 process. There's just too much uncertainty out there.
0: Far too much. I mean, I, I saw a very good um, a, a few snippets of an interview with um, El Arrian, um, who's, yeah. who's a very well-respected economist, obviously, and with decades of experience in the market. And he said when he was talking about Britain, he said, this is the sort of thing you get in a developing country. This sort of knee yes, jerk yes. reaction. And he said, not in a G7 country. He says it's quite extraordinary. I mean, he was almost shaking his head on, on air during the yeah. interview. I mean, people don't do this. It's, this is something no. that you might get from no. an emerging Southeast no. Asian or African nation doing this yeah. sort of extraordinary
1: it behavior. And then you the turning. Inexperience, yeah. Yeah, but exactly. it exposes the inexperience of politicians. It, but Lindsay, there's also no new thought out there. You know, I, the conditions that we've come through and I keep saying we've come through two years of COVID and then we've got Russia with its uh, ambitions and the world's been turned upside down in terms of of um, the steady economies that we were seeing. And I mean, if you go back to 0- 08, 09, I don't think we'd really come out of that era yet. You know, we were just finding our way out of it when we were hit by COVID. Yeah. But we're still going back to. Economic theories of the 70s and 80s and that you know there's nobody with any original thought or if they have got any original thought they're certainly not getting it through or 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 making it heard. So I, I you know that's that's also a deep concern um, when you listen to the Fed when you listen to it, you know when you when you when you listen to other central bankers. Uh, you haven't got the confidence that they really know what they're doing, that they're on top of things, and they understand, um, you know, the sources of the issues that, that, that we're facing. Um, and, yeah. and they're quick to, they're quick to, you know, they're quick to use old theories, ah, just jack up rates, jack up rates, jack up rates. You know, that's all as a as a blunt instrument to get on control control of this without knowing what's going to happen. You know, and how it's going to affect the economy. And what happens? You know, the one thing that 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 bothers me, I listened religiously. We discussed religiously what Jay Powell was saying. You were a huge critic of his. Yes. Nick Kunza was a huge critic of yeah, his. Yeah, more than uh, – his-
0: it's actually almost two years now since we started saying, what are you talking about, yeah. inflation? Yeah. Nearly two years okay. now.
1: Now, so what happens then? He goes from that transitory position all of a sudden to the other way around, you know, um, extremely hawkish. And you say, hold on a sec, you got the other one wrong. What makes you think this is right? You know, that's that. In other words, you haven't got the faith, the fact that he didn't know where he was a year or two ago. Why do you think he suddenly knows where he is now? (laughs) You know, what makes you think that he's, uh, that he knows where he is? And that's, that's what bothers me. And he's got; he's obviously got his whole crew together, and they're coming out with a common message. Nobody is off script. They they all, uh, you know, sticking religiously to what he's told them to say, uh, without bending at all or giving anybody an idea of of okay, maybe we're slightly wrong, or maybe we might have to adjust it. They don't say anything in case the markets suddenly uh, uh, take off and, and misread it. So. That's where we are. You know, you're in a completely confused situation now. If you're handling money, and you're handling, in fact, I'm writing a, I'm, I'm writing an article for Business Day on Friday, and, yeah. and 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 I'm using Mr. Ramaphosa's dollars in the cupboard as the best investment strategy that, that <laughs> anybody could have chosen. You know, because <laughs> it's been the best play uh, certainly for the last couple of years, and even if you go back on the JSC. You know, by keeping your dollars in a cupboard, you far outperformed even the JSE. You know, um, meaning I'm talking about holding the dollar rather than yes. than rands and cash and just keeping it stacked there without you know forget about returns. And 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 I think that that identifies um, or that that says so much for where we are now because that's been the only game in you know the only only game in town yeah, is to hold the US dollars. Everything else that's has right. been. Killed.
0: I love it, it. Every single year, they say no. It's going to be the renminbi that's going to uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. take over for, yeah. as the world's reserve currency. Rubbish. The dollar is here to stay. Let me tell you something. If yeah. you go into if you go into into a village in West Africa, for example, and you want to buy something, uh, would you rather have um, a yuan, yeah. um, a, 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 Chinese, um, uh-huh. a Chinese a Chinese currency a piece of Chinese currency, or the dollar? They only understand the dollar. I only understand the dollar. Um, that's what you, that's what you need. You also it hacks me off somewhat, David. Is everyone says? Well, Liz Truss will always say this again. I refer to the Prime Minister of the of the country of my birth. Uh, says, um, oh, well, it was, well, we 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 couldn't predict that uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia would be uh, in in conflict the mm-hmm. the energy prices were rising steadily way before mm, yeah. before that yeah. it was to do with supply chain problems in the developed world in china as well yeah. and that is what it was the war came along and put you know the last couple of layers onto the bull market in energy prices it wasn't russia ukraine solely it was it had already happened yeah. and everyone says not my fault it's not my fault at all. It was the war that did it, and therefore that's why we're raising rates. No. And I, f- I find that a, a, a little bit offensive. No. And they know it as well. They should hold their heads in shame for saying that. There we go. Another yeah. rant.
1: No, no. <laughs> Look, that's that's the UK. Um, but if you want to talk politics, you can come to this place as well. Although mm. I must, I must, I must tell you that that most of the focus has been. On what's happened down in Florida and the devastation caused there. It's terrible. Isn't it? uh, it's absolutely tragic, tragic, tragic. And I know that because in Fort Myers, my sister-in-law lives there.
0: Oh yes, yeah, she was and telling me you hadn't
1: um, us, hadn't heard yeah. from
0: her. Is she okay?
1: No. And, uh, look, they they get you know, she's fine. I mean, or oh, they so. they inconvenience, but the whole city is going to be rebuilt. You know, it's just quite remarkable by what's happening. Can you imagine the cost of rebuilding so many areas, you know, that have just been blown away? And this is just one small city or small town in, the, you know, the devastation is just quite remarkable.
0: And the problem is, um, David, it's going to happen again and again and again with uh, and, more intensity well, because, because of global choose heating. That's you live in
1: that area. Yeah, mm. yeah, yep. That's what you take. You know, it's not – it's nothing new. I think – um the houses that have been built within the last 20 years can withstand it. And the other important thing is that the indigenous plants hold up well because, I mean, there's, uh, millions of years of, of, of facing hurricanes, but, uh, where you've brought in outside plants or, um, those are the ones, those are the trees that can't withstand this. So it's, 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 it's remarkable how, you know, countries do, I mean, how the geography recovered, but you, you have to get you know if if you've got a house, you must make sure that it's being built yeah. uh to stand what happens there quite but, much. you know the other thing the yeah. other thing boy, they restore power and and you've got you've got the governor bless his heart, you know whether you like him or not um giving messaging out all the time you know this is what we're doing, this mm-hmm. is where we are, so many people haven't got, and from that point of view. They're quite remarkable in reestablishing uh, and getting things up uh, as quick as possible. You know, very conscious of of any deaths of people who are in trouble. And many people got themselves into trouble there, you know, by not, um, you know, by, by staying uh, in their houses and, and not seeking refuge. So, um, but, you know, from that point of view, I mean, they're pretty good. I think Biden's going down there now. It's a bit late. You know, he should have been there already. But um, anyway, but 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 when you come to politics here, yeah, I mean that's a whole other game as well. Um, that's that's where we're getting at. So I think it's global politics at the moment are just just crazy. As yeah, well. no, I mean we you don't know, nobody, even need
0: we don't need to even talk yeah. about Brazil because um, um, uh, Bolsonaro mm. is already saying um, that if he loses. He'll be, he'll be claiming just like his, uh, his mate Trump did, that the election was, uh, was rigged. And, uh, because of an electronic voting system, if he yeah. wins, of course, the yeah. electronic voting system will yeah. be fantastic. But yeah. if he loses, which I think he will by a small margin, uh, then he's going to complain about it and his, his people will go to the streets. So let's not talk any more about politics. Let's talk about we'll something not. else with a P pick and pay, David. You've been out buying puffy yeah. jackets to watch a, a football match, mm-hmm. um, this evening, um, but uh, while you um, uh, while you were doing so, Picking Pay came out with some numbers. Have you had a chance even for just a couple of minutes to look at yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. They looked good, didn't they?
1: Yeah. They did. And the shares up around about six percent. I haven't gone through it in great detail, but I you know, there's been quite a it, it, it it's 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 interesting to uh what's these are historic results. I mean they're past results. Of course. Um, you know, up to June. And I think what the concern is and what the markets reflect, even though they are up, I'm not I'm not in any way criticizing how well or how badly the companies run. In this case, it is making headway. But I think the big worry is now, uh, when I see the headlines all the time, and I just picked up an email, and this is uh, from, from our firm, you know, which is we've got a new building or we are occupying a new building in West Street in Santon. Yeah. And, of course, it's a modern building and it's got three generators and that. But the sheer load that I think the the, the current load shedding has put, uh, there's constant breakdowns of the system. So it's not only you know it's not only the the electricity that's breaking down, but also you're getting these messages that. And if you're in a building and you haven't got a generator in the fifteenth floor, you know it's fine for me to run down the stairs because I do that every day. But I mean for older, <laughs> I don't want to say older people, but less fit and and people who can't its it's it's a very difficult situation you don't want to be stuck in a lift in that no. and and point i'm making is that uh, South Africa not only you know not only is our infrastructure crumbling but even the plans that you put in place now because of the sheer load being put on your uh, you know your reserve requirements are also starting to fall as well so I, I I worry about how this is all going to reflect going forward you know how certainly this month with um is 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 going to reflect and and of course over and above that you've had the market down and you've also had commodity prices down so i think you've got to be very circumspect about how you project forward uh earnings for banks and for some of the consumer companies Mm
0: Yes. Um, they seem to be very resilient, though. I mean, if you look at these numbers, you think to yourself, oh, oh goodness me. Well, I suppose they are defensive, though, aren't they? And what, what interests me is that there's this sort of game of uh, musical chairs between them, you know. One one year it's um, ShopRite that's doing well, the next uh, um, spa takes, um, t- takes a, a, a bit of uh, market share because of during COVID you yeah. weren't allowed to travel too much, so you'd have to yeah. go around the corner to a local spa, all that sort of thing. But Pick and Pay seems mm-hmm. to have... Um, Seems to have played catch up. I, I-, I think. I mean, mm. if you had to have a retailer, which one would it be, David?
1: I still think spa. I mean, I still think Shoprite. Uh, um, Shoprite. Shop mm. Yeah, I still think they're ahead. Spa's doing okay. You know, I've got to go through this in greater detail. This is a trading. It's a. It's an update. It looks impressive. We don't know. They're also, you know, Pick and Pay are also embarking on this uh, policy of going downscale and getting a lot more. Uh, exposure to uh, lower income you know, groups. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's exactly where, where, where ShopRite are going as well. So there's bound to bang heads. I I, all th- I, th- I think they're making headway against mom-and-pop stores and, you know, those those uh, spases and things like that. I don't want to say spases, but, I mean, those kind of stores, um, I think they might be simply that you can't compete with them. Um, but i had look they're good numbers, and I don't want to take anything away from them. I think the the only thing that concerns me is 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 what lies ahead, whether we can get further civil unrest and and and, and so on. I just you know one's got to if you can get them at a cheap level, buy them at a cheap level, but what is a cheap level i don't know you know, i i i'm I'm very worried about the you know I'm worried about markets, I'm still not confident. To come in, but I think I'm more worried about um, you know where South Africa is. Um, Lindsay, without without being a prophet of doom or anything, mm-hmm. I, I you know if you look at where we've fallen to, where the JSE's fallen to, because we had this early run when Russia invaded, um, you know when Russia invaded the Ukraine, commodity prices went through the roof and that lifted the JSE to an all-time high in March. But what we haven't built in is that. You've had almost, I think, a 15 or 18 percent appreciation in the rand, which means your buying power of the rand has come down significantly. And I don't I know that too well? And and if you look in the if you look at the JSE and dollar terms, you know we're we're matching where the S and P is down about 24 percent. If we take it from our high, it's even more than that. Yeah,
0: so, so we're, we're in a bear market, aren't we, David?
1: We're in a bear market, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think you've got to be cautious and, and also treat these. Now good results. It does show you good management and that. But uh one you know, one's gotta look ahead and to see how where South Africa's gonna be a year ahead, especially against the backdrop that we're seeing now. And I'm talking mainly on the load shedding, water, um, you know, issues like that.
0: Yes. Okay. And- Russia. Uh, so, 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 what are we doing now? Are we um, uh, 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 are, you, are you sitting on the sidelines? So You've obviously got money to deploy, um, but are you are you going to deploy it, or do you think there's more to come? Like our friend Wayne McCurry is doing.
1: You know what particular stocks one might start to buy uh, when you see them at throwaway values. Then I, I mentioned last week ASML, companies like Nvidia. Um, you can find, you know, even Disney now when it starts to fall below 90, rand, you know, goes to 90 Rand, you start to say, okay, these are levels um, where you can start to buy them. These are strong companies. The one thing that I notice, I mean, and that, that's just walking around New York and walking around Boston now. America's a rich country, <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. You know what I mean? I just, even going this morning, you know, walking around this morning, I'm looking at some of the houses. And outside, yeah, motor vehicles might be cheap here, but um, everybody's, and I suppose because it's a snow country, you know, you have to have a very strong motor vehicle, but but when you look at them, you know, they're all Audi SUVs and Mercedes SUVs and, you know, various cars like this, okay, you know, you'll see four of them in a driveway, you know, so each kid is driving that kind of stuff. So, and it makes you feel
0: poor, does it, earning? I mean, well, obviously, you've you've, you've, you've you've accumulated uh, wealth uh, both in mm. South Africa and overseas, yeah. uh, mm. but you, as a South African, earning RANDs, to a certain That's extent, you feel yeah. poor, do you? Totally,
1: yeah. You know, because I thought, okay, if I had to transport myself here, could I find? You know, could I drive those kind of? Uh, um, do you know what I mean? Could I find? No, no, no. I can't afford that. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, it's people are richer. they it's it's a rich country. You mm-hmm. know, and it it can recover. The universities are are still top class. Yeah. Um, you know, we complain about the infrastructure, but things work here. So, you know, when I look at that, and I'm coming back to the dollar. and I'm coming back to reversing South Africa. Um, you know, we fall more and more behind. The weaker we get by not having power, by not having, um, you know, I, 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 I drove in. A, my daughter drives a Tesla. Yeah, and I was just completely knocked out by it. Simply the technology behind it, the safety behind it—you know, every car in front of you, you know—and it's done in a way which is not obtrusive. You know, you—it—it's it, done in a very technical way. You'll know if there's a a person coming towards you. You know, if there there are those cones in the road, etc. It's—it's you know that kind of technology um, is just so remarkable, and of course, it saves lives. Um, so I, I'm saying that's, that's where this country is going. It's, it's going at a very fast pace and technology is changing it. And I come back to South Africa. We're falling further and further behind because we can't even get, um, do you know what I mean? We can't even get, um, electricity going. So how can we ever get this quality of vehicle going? You know, anyway. So that's what worries me about South Africa. You know, that's what worries me. One of the many things things that worries you about South Mm.
0: Africa, David, because I know you're a Mm. a staunch South African and you have a a political history in your family uh, linked to South Africa. But uh, I do sense occasionally that you start to um, shake your head a little bit. But I don't want Mm. to talk about that because that's a deeply personal issue. Now then, um, football over the weekend. Do you know Mm. what, David, before we get into the matches, which we'll do in, in a minute or so's time, I didn't... I've always realised how important football is in the life of myself and Britain in general. And I can remember that book by Nick Hornby called Fever Pitch. He was an Arsenal supporter like you, and he was first taken to a game at the Old Highbury. Mm. And um, from then on, he had this love affair with, with football. Um, and it, it, it's a great sort of chronology of the love that you have for your team uh, through thick and through thin. I'm just starting to read another book. I've got it right in front of me now, actually. It's um, David Kynaston. Um, Uh, It's called A Diary of Saturday Dreams and Strange Times. He was an Aldershot supporter. Um, He was seven and a half years old when he first attended his first Aldershot match in the early months of 1959. And it's a diary that he he kept over a couple of years about going to see this team and how he had those ups and downs I spoke of. And I didn't realise that in the last two weeks not having football because of the international Mm -hmm. break and that silly UEFA Nations League um, thing... I didn't realise how much it means to me, football. And I know it does to you as well. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, you've got a lovely yeah. family and everything. I'm, I live in virtual uh, anonymity here. But not to have football and not to see Manchester City beating Manchester United 6-3 mm. and Arsenal mm. beating Spurs 3-1. Yeah. It, 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 well, it, my Saturdays are, are not the same without football, I have to tell you. Yeah.
1: Well, it defines your mood. Mm. And and it's so strange. I mean, that it should do that. I don't. I can't explain it. You know, I can't explain what it is. I think you need psychiatrist or psychologist to, to <laughs> what it is within us that does that. But but you know, yes, when I watched Arsenal play, and I think they played well. They really uh, did. Yes, it was. They were a very good team. The you know the Spurs supporters say, oh well, uh, you know Emerson shouldn't have been sent off. It would have made a bit. Yeah, it might have, but but they were still up at that stage, and and they weren't letting off. You know, you can't make that forecast. In fact, Spurs have had victories. I think they're part. They're, they're, you know, one or two of their victories as well have been against men with uh, in sides with ten men. But then I watched Man that Man United. First of all, I watched Liverpool as well. And you've got to feel scared if you're a Liverpool supporter. They've lost that edge. Yeah. And credit to, to uh Brighton. And then and then Man United completely they were overwhelmed. But uh but rubbish. Proper rubbish. You know, the fact that they scored two goals right at the end after five subs came up and you know it was almost like a training session. It was an absolute drumming. So uh um, you know, if you're a Man United supporter, I mean, that is the most humiliating experience. And I've known that because I've seen similar things happen to Arsenal, you know, when, when Alec Ferguson was in charge. Oh, Didn't so, they
0: lose 8-2 to Manchester United? I think that was the score, wasn't it? They they yes, let in yes, 8 against yes, Man United yes, when Arsene yes, Wenger yes. was in the last couple of years oh, of his yes. stewardship of of, of, of Absolute. Arsenal.
1: Absolute, Oh, horrible. Was a horrible. And you know what happens? Your your friends come up to you and they give you that wry smile. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah. laughs> Rye smile. And I think that's how you have to fight. You know, you can say, "Now, nah, well, we got to focus on the next game." You know, we got to mm. focus on. But psychologically, it was all it does exposed the gap between the two teams. You know, massive, massive gap of talent. They were just overwhelmed. And I have to hand it to Pep. The question I asked. And this is something. Will would Pep's team have beaten, you know, Sir Alex's best team? I think so. Definitely. I think I think, this, I think he's got a depth there. And this Holland, I mean. You see, he's the thing else. about
0: Harland as well is, I mean, there are so he's many things something. about, I've I read all the articles about him, he, he's extraordinary and he's calm and he says, you know, I just like to score goals and that's what I do and that's what he does. You can he won't touch the ball for half an hour yeah. and then suddenly he runs into a gap that shouldn't be there and, yeah. and the, 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 the other players, even Grealish was good yesterday yeah. and he's yeah. been rubbish all season, but he was fantastic yesterday and he, he just scores and he was in the Sun newspaper this morning, back page, he was furious apparently afterwards he says we should have scored more than six we shouldn't have let in six goals we must mustn't be sloppy like like that again and i thought well you've got a champions league game coming up this week so everyone took their foot off the pedal but he's he just wants to score do you know david he scored a hat trick in the last three home games Uh no one's ever done that before he scored i think 15 goals in eight games or, or something ridiculous he's almost on two a game
1: no, but what what was remarkable was i think his second goal where he slid and you know that that goal i don't think anybody understands or you see that goal not the header the next one that came yeah, across yeah. when there was a cross and he slid across and just got everything perfect you know that that athleticism I mean, it's remarkable. The other thing is, why is Grealish playing well while the other chaps? Because he's attracting. Yeah. They have to put at least two or three people onto to mark him. That's Which right. frees up the others. Exactly. Exactly so, what know, even I said. He yeah. He's taking people away. Exactly from the others,
0: which yeah. allows Grealish to play. Mm. Uh, so it, 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 it's a good so, point and a point well no. made. And uh, yeah, no. it, 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 he's he, they, they've got three people on him most of the time, <laughs> and so yeah. uh, you know, Bernardo Silva and oh. uh, Jack Grealish and and Kevin De Bruyne can can just uh, wow. run riot. It's very good. Okay, David, thank you. Okay. Righto. Um, uh, enjoy, in, enjoy Boston. Have a lovely walk in the park um, with your new puffy jacket on, and um, we'll speak tomorrow. That's um, David Shapiro from Sessom Securities. Thank you, David. That's David Shapiro. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position,